0: Welcome to By the Left, by Reasonable Boy, episode 23, Corruption Mark Two. In the last episode we talked a little about uh, the corruption facing MPs for um, access to ministers um, and also this is now developed into MPs having second, third, or fourth jobs include, as well as their being an MP, and this is wholly wrong. When you consider that the MPs are getting about eighty, just over eighty thousand pounds a year, which is near three times the annual average salary, then the fact that that all the uh, then all the fact that they have all these perks as well to go along with it, it does take their salary up to. 100k or so if they've got children they can claim for children up to three children so that's about another 16,000 pounds a year they can claim claim for children up to the age of 18. so and then of course there's the subsidized meals there's the travel expenses there's the mortgage repayments or rent repayments there's repayments for the council tax utilities so you know, when you take it as a package, it's it's got to be £130,000, £140,000 a year. And so, you know, we've had MPs saying that they can't possibly manage on 81000 And we had Ed Davey the other day, who was talking about the fact that his one of his children has got severe disabilities. And he's having to do some extra work in order to pay the bills for that. Well... You know, I have great sympathy in the fact that his child has got a disability and uh, I wish him well. But how does he think other people manage who are low incomes and they've got children with a disability? It's not an excuse. And if we're not careful, we're we're going to get in a situation where these MPs are going to say, Oh, but I do this, but I do that. But at the end of the day, you're there to do a job. You know, most of us who go to work in the morning, and we go to work and we're told to do a job and we do that job. If we don't do that job, we're fired. But when you see people such as Owen patterson doing his work that he did, and there's quite a number of people like such as jeffrey Cox who's um, hardly been in the House of Commons at all, and um, and yet he's he's raking in hundreds of thousands of pounds for his legal practice now. If he wants to be a barrister, then that's fine. I've got no problem with that. Be a barrister. But don't be an MP, because somebody else may want that job and could probably do it better. So I've got no sympathy for that whatsoever. And this is not me bashing the Conservatives or the Liberal Democrats, because I feel just as badly about Labour MPs that have second or third jobs. David Lammy has raked in about £100,000 on speaking engagements and... Whatever, Jess Phillips. I spent quite a lot of time on her writing her books and also The Times and The Independent and I think whoever will have her really. So, you know, this is not a... Yes, there's a, there's a large amount of MPs on the Conservative side who are taking this money, but we can't be hypocritical about this on the labour benches and those of us who are members of the party or support the labour party we have to call it out for what it is and these people are not doing their jobs they're doing more work in some circumstances for other people than their constituents and speaking at a company engagement isn't helping your constituents it's helping yourself so we have to have some guidance and some guidelines and I think it's well time that um the parliamentary authorities actually got together and said right we're paying you all this money we're we are subsidizing your rent we're subsidizing your mortgage payments if you do extra work then we won't we will subsidize your mortgage or rent payments if you're doing if you're making in a hundred thousand pound a year or something and you are so, and then you actually then are between bills for rent and rates, and or mortgage and rates and what have you, then they shouldn't be allowed to claim it. You know, if you do the work, then you don't claim the money. And I think uh, a, a lot of this is now that we've had and piece these crises a few years ago. I think it's even more apparent now just how bad it really is. And when you consider the fact that they're, They've just taken away twenty pounds a week from people on universal credit, and yet some of these jokers are getting five thousand, over five thousand pounds a month for a child. You know, and then I mean, okay, some MPs aren't don't have children. That's fair enough, but it sticks in the craw a little bit here that we see people in desperate straits who need that twenty pounds a week made a huge difference to their to their lives. That these MPs have voted down that, and yet they can't, and Some of them are saying they can't manage on eighty thousand pounds a year. I think it's about time we 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 sorted this out for once and for all. And for those people who say we ought to pay MPs three times as much money, I'm sorry, but no, they're not worth it. We're paying them about hundred and thirty, hundred and forty thousand pounds, as it is, when you include all the benefits. So can you imagine how much if we paid them three times that, there'll be and they'd still claim for mortgage payments and rent payments and utilities. They'd be getting a thick end of, you know, three hundred thousand pounds or more a year. And that puts them even more out of touch with the people they represent. It doesn't work for me that we're going to have a little listen to what Keir Starmer had to say on Ma on Sunday. So let's have a look at this.
1: ...political weather, but you're also waiting around endlessly for the moment the government makes a major mistake. Sir Keir Starmer is with me now. Morning. S- good morning to you, <coughs> Sir Keir. Let me ask you, first of all, about the, the, the Owen Patterson business. The government has made a mistake. It's admitted it's made a mistake. It's changed course. Surely that should be the end of the matter. Well, I think that's a bit of an understatement. Um, Owen Patterson was uh, lobbying the government on behalf of a company that was paying him hundreds of thousands of pounds, and he was rightly found guilty of that. That's been outlawed for a very long time. Along comes the Prime Minister. Instead of upholding standards, he orders his MPs to to protect his mate and rip up the whole system. Now, um, that is corrupt, it is contemptible, and it's not a one-off. This Prime Minister has form, he has pattern. There are so many examples. Priti Patel, the Home Secretary, was found to have breached the ministerial code. What happened? She stayed. The advisor had to go. The Electoral Commission started looking at the government, what happened? The government's trying to clip its wings. And now there's been this outrageous undermining of Catherine Stone, the independent commissioner, in this very case. It's a pattern of behaviour. And what makes me most angry is the Prime Minister is trashing the reputation of our democracy and our country. And so this is far from a one-off and a uh, a, a, U-turn, you know, a bad week for the government. It's a pattern of behaviour by a prime minister um, who doesn't know how to uphold standards in public life.
0: So let's just think about what he just said about there, about his attack on Bryce Johnson and Ian Paterson and the Conservative Party. Now, that's all well and good, but since 2016... Kestam has received 87,000 pounds for outside work to legal organizations to legal organisations in 2017 he was in discussions to with a uh, legal firm called Michon de Royer doing some work for their legal academy this was in 2017 and part and part, part of the rules of the party then for the Labour Party in 2017 was for MPs or shadow cabinet positions anyway not to take second jobs he asked in a shadow cabinet meeting if he could do so and, and uh, Jeremy Corbyn said no he couldn't because that was against the rules at the time considering that Jeremy was thrown out of the parliamentary labour party by Keir makes you wonder whether or not that was payback for the fact that he couldn't take this role at Michon de Royer this is all in the public it's nothing it's not been made up it's being widely reported, and James Cleverly, the ex-Conservative Minister, wrote to uh, Keir in 2017 regarding this, because at that time Michonne de Royer apparently was um, one of the major legal firms that was opposing Brexit uh, and taking work on opposing Brexit. And as Keir Stam was the shadow Brexit Secretary at the time, it would have meant conflict of interest. So you have to look at them with this person's judgment. Here we have a legal professional who talks about standards in public life. And yet he, at the height of the Brexit negotiations and whatever, of leaving the EU, here was a man who was quite willing to take on a role at a legal company that represented Gina Miller, who brought a case against Brexit he was the Brexit Secretary for his party at the time. Now, you can't do both, either one or the other. If he wanted to step down as the shadow Brexit Secretary, and leave Parliament, and join any legal firm, that's entirely up to him. But when you're representing the shadow cabinet on a certain matter, and you're actually going to get yourself involved an organisation who's taken a lot of legal cases on Brexit then you should think about that conflict of interest and if he's not bright enough to think that that is a conflict of interest then we're in serious trouble so this hypocrisy that is coming from the Labour side and I'm a Labour voter and Labour member and so I am appalled as, as much as the Labour side doing this as a Conservatives or liberal Democrats doing this I'm appalled that they would go into this and think hang on a minute there's no way that we can challenge them on this because look at the people on our side that have done exactly the same thing yes they may not have taken money for contracts such as what's happening in the Conservative Party but they've certainly taken money for other work outside of being MP and this is the main reason I think that this is blown up all at the moment because people are just saying, hang on a minute, we're paying you all this money and you're just not doing the job. So why should we? We're struggling here, but you're not. You know, if you're getting £100,000 a year because you're helping a company, you know, step down as an MP and just work for the company. But you know why that, that's the case? Because obviously the company wants, wants somebody on the inside that can get them decisions made in their favour. Well, you know, that's just wrong <laughs> On so many levels, that is wrong. By all means, campaign for your company to. If there's money going for research and development, and you want, and, and you want a slice of it, then yes, campaign for it and put yourself forward and put your case. The idea that you give somebody some money so that they can go into government and say, "I represent X, and we think that they would, they're, they're able to supply X to you, so why not give them the contract?" That's out and out Corruption. <laughs> I do think that the Labour Party is on very sticky ground here. You know, Keir Starmer, with legal the amount of legal work that is done outside of uh, as well as an MP and a later leader of the party. David Lammy has taken money for outside events. Jess Phillips has taken money for her book and for her roles in the Independent and the Times. Uh, David Lammy has appeared on the LBC. At, uh, as a presenter. So they've all taken money for uh, for media companies to appear or produce or, or to, to have their own shows or to have their own columns in newspapers. So I think that's all that, that all should go. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. I want my MP to concentrate on the things that matter to me as a constituent. That's what they should be focused on, Twenty four hours a day, 7 days a week. I don't want my MP trotting off to some event to... Give a speech for a couple of hours and get ten grand for it, or you know, or you know, do some do some legal work and get ten grand for it. You're there to do a job, you're not there to you're not there to do multiple roles. How many hours the working hours that you have you are at Parliament? How many hours are, are you devoting to your private work as opposed to your work for the, your constituents? Because yes, they have a team. Yeah, and they answer all the queries and questions and correspondence for the MP. so all there's none of that for them to do, and that leaves them free because then they're going to the select committees. but that's only oh yes, you have to read it on what you do we know that, but it's it's a couple of hours on a select committee there's there's stuff to read that can be done over a period of days. so you could go into House of parliament. It's part of your job to be on the select committee, so I've got no point with them saying going to Parliament, sitting down in the office, and reading through the material that I need to they need to do for the select committee. That's part of the, part of their job. Then they go into the, the the Commons and they vote. They really shouldn't have enough time in the day really to do these extra events. So at some point, somebody's making time by obviously not doing stuff. So you've got to think about that as a consequence of these actions by these MPs. And yes, some some will say, Oh, I did it in the evening. Well, you know, Parliament is out to about ten thirty at night. So there are votes sometimes at that time at night. Are you actually representing your constituents? If you're in a hotel somewhere, giving a speech or, you know, presenting a the awards for a company or organization or talking at an event at an annual general meeting or something so you have to ask yourself who do mps really work for and that's it for today reasonable boy out